0: Coaches, the Gun 12K by ShootAway is the most advanced shooting machine in the world, complete with a fully interactive touchscreen with over 200 programmable locations and a 19-inch front display for instant feedback, drill instruction, and much more. The 12K Gun features the floor is yours with over 200 programmable locations You can touch any spot on the floor to shoot from or drag and drop the ball to change a location. Real-time analytics. Track twos, threes, and free throws within the same workout. Report statistics in real time on the touch screen and front scoreboard. You also have a touch screen. Allows players to touch the spots where they want to receive the pass and start shooting in a matter of seconds. Makes in a row counter. Program shooting workouts that demand so many makes in a row before the gun will move to another area. Made at a spot, require made shots at a spot before going to the next spot. And a speaker system play music through Bluetooth with your phone. Contact me, Coach Kevin Furtado, at furtadok57 at gmail.com and use the code ChampVision1 and I will give you a special discount on a machine. Or text me at 478-461. 4403 and use the same code. Coaches Game Date, built by Coaches for Coaches. I am personally inviting you to review a fantastic membership-based website for coaches, athletic directors, sports organizations, and athletic departments. Coaches Game Date assists coaches, ADs, teams, schools, and athletic organizations in the areas of budgeting, scheduling, automatic game communications, fundraising, and key form access. This website offers patented programming not currently available and other programming that is readily used in the athletic environment, all within simple computer or phone access. Use this following link. coachesgamedate.com slash 2ref equals Kevin F one Use the coupon code CGD25 to get a special discount. Thank you for listening. Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado again, episode 307, with legendary coach Danny Broussard. For 38 years, Danny Broussard has been the head basketball coach at St. Thomas More High School, and has won an incredible 1,076 games. Broussard, 61, is now the ninth winniest boys high school basketball coach in the nation. If Broussard continues to coach for another five years and averages 20 wins a season, he would become the fourth all-time winniest high school basketball coach in the country. As of today, Broussard ranks as the third winniest boys basketball coach in Louisiana. Broussard took over the head coaching job at St. Thomas More in 1983. He replaced his brother, Ricky Broussard, who accepted an assisting coaching job at USL, now University of Louisiana, Lafayette. Three years later, Broussard coached STM to a state championship. STM won state titles in 86, 1986, 2013, 2018, 2019, and 2020 under Broussard. STM has appeared in Final Four 15 times. In 38 years, Broussard has only one losing season brazard's teams win an average of 27.5 games a year coaches you're really gonna uh, like this uh, podcast episode today with Danny brazard he will also share his practice planning secrets and his option game which he helps develop a great connection with the special kids in his community let's welcome coach Danny brazard more uh high school coach welcome welcome back uh so just a, a great
1: friend and, and just a uh great contributor to our game coach welcome back good good I'm glad you have me back Kevin I always uh, enjoy uh, visiting with you and talking some basketball
0: oh no doubt about that I know uh when I was at my other school I'm at a new school now coach yeah. um uh, you had a chance to kind of give our girls a little a little video and so forth they all remember that so <laughs> yeah. I appreciate I kind of fired us up a little bit <laughs> um, so coach a a to, again, welcome back. Um, I know that uh, you completed some games recently in the summer and so forth. So I know you guys are back to work over there at St. Thomas More. Tell us a little bit. First of all, you you grew up, you're, you're a community guy, man. You yeah. grew up in the same community. Your dad, your brother, all, all were coaches and so forth. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, from a basketball family, although my dad never played sports in his life. He was, you know, had to go on the farm. They did cotton. So he, he quit school in the third grade because he was such great at picking cotton. And so <laughs> he never got a chance. you know, got a chance to play. And he would have been a great athlete. Tell you a quick story. Well, uh, they said, now, I, this is all I, I never thought I was before I was born. They claimed that he was so fast. They put him up against a horse at, at this, at this uh, uh, racetrack. We had a horse racetrack by the house. And they gave him a little bit of lead, you know, but, but they said he took off and, and he beat the horse. They were, they were putting money on it. And that's how fast my dad was, but he never played sports. But both my brothers, Ricky Broussard, uh, coached at Nickel State, uh, took them to two. Took him to the NCAA tournament twice, Kevin. Kevin, never before that happened. And since he, he retired, never has it happened in nickel State basketball. So I think I was quite an accomplishment by my brother, Ricky. My other brother, Brent's a baseball coach, and he won a state championship. So we're a sports family, uh, coached all my life. Went to a little small school where we only had 20 in my graduating class. Uh, we I played in the state championship game my senior year. Uh, this is my claim to fame, Kevin. I lost uh, to the mailman. Carl Malone played a little oh. small school called Summerfield. And, yeah. uh we lost to him in the state championship game although i'm older than him he was only like a freshman and i was a senior so uh anyway uh i went to uh, university of southwestern louisiana usl which is now university of louisiana lafayette uh graduated there and then uh right out of college my first job is here at saint thomas moore as an assistant to my brother Mm -hmm. and then long story short after one year he gets uh, appointed the uh, assistant basketball coach at UL under a guy named Bobby Pascal, great coach. And so the school had already started, so they were kind of stuck with me, Kevin. I mean, what are they going to do? You're not going to be able to hire a coach there. Oh, everybody's got their jobs. So they were stuck with me the first year. We won district, but I lost the first playoff game. Figured, well, that was a great run, but that, I'm done. You know, they're going to hire. I mean, I'm 22 years old at a brand new school. My AD believed in me. He went to bat for me, told the principal, Look, I know Danny's young, but I think he can handle it. And 40 years later, Dave, I'm 39 as the head coach, I'm still at St. Thomas Moore. <laughs> That's right,
0: man. What, what longevity coach is amazing, yeah. of course. Today, you don't see that that often. Tell us right. the advantages, tell us about your school, yeah, St. Thomas Moore. Uh, just an absolute fabulous Catholic school, yeah. there yeah. In, in Louisiana. and Tell us why you have stayed so long. We think we talk about this in our previous podcast. Why the
1: longevity so much at one school? I'm sure you have other offers to go somewhere. Sure. Yeah. You know, I only had one. Matter of fact, when my brother left Nichols State, they approached me about taking his place and uh, at the time, I was still young enough to do it, I think. But um, I don't know, Dave. Something just, I mean, something Kevin told me that this is the place I need to be at. Uh, you know, they always say the grass sometimes isn't green on the other side. And I'm Thank really you. at a great place. We have three, four feeder schools that feed into us. And, Kevin, I think one of the uh, secrets to my success uh, its not – obviously, you know, you're a coach. It takes some great assistance, and I've been very blessed. But I think one thing that's kind of unique is that I've been able to, at three of our four feeder schools – uh, we've been able to have former players that played for me, that loved the game, that stayed in touch, and, ha- and are coaching now at those schools. So, Kevin, it's a big advantage when he's gotten out. We don't, you know, we, I don't get all feeder school kids. We, we have, you uh, know, a lot. But at least they get a taste of what STM basketball is about. And so when they get here, you know, we start doing some drills. Well, it's not the first time that they've seen it. And so I think they kind of get a little head start. And it, it's been very, very great for us that that's happened. That's huge, coach, because yeah. I,
0: uh, I know I've, I've hired my, one of my former players and uh, now she she left for more money and <laughs> <had> another <laughs> occupation. We'll leave that one alone. Yeah. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm also I'm all searching for my former players on that. Why is that? I mean, it's obvious they know your system, but right. they really kind of know you. Correct. On uh, really yeah. what you want your personality and they can kind of shape the young kids in your feeder.
1: Yeah, I think it's really big. And like you said, I, you know, they kind of like, you know, I hear they'll, they'll make comments all the time. Like, well, you know, coach, coach, and they all call me coach Danny. I, it's just my, my name stuck. I didn't, nobody calls me coach Bruce Broussard, but they say, <laughs> and they say, Hey, you know, you're not gonna be do that with coach Danny at STM. I hear that a lot. You know, they tell the kids, Oh no, he'll never let you get away with that. So they, they yeah, they understand me. They know what the, my, you know, my, my, uh, things that I, that I'll, I'll, tolerate, et cetera. And so I think they teach these young kids that at an early age. And so they know coming in that, Hey, you know, this is what is going to be expected of you before they even get here. So it it really is. It really is cool. It's really neat. Uh, Proud of the fact that Kevin, I'm not exactly sure the numbers, but I've had almost 50 guys. Now, again, I've been in for 40 years, you have to understand, but almost 50 guys, Kevin, that have coached either seventh, eighth or ninth grade basketball, high school, and I even had three in college. So, you know, I've just developed a little coaching tree and it's pretty cool and, uh, you know, proud of all of those guys uh, that, you know, hopefully I've had some little small impact on them to, for them to want to make a difference, you know, in, in, in coaching, in coaching profession. Coach, that's your true legacy, you know, when you shape the, you know, the players that have played for
0: you, yeah. and then they come back and model a lot of the things that you taught them. That's probably more important
1: than your 1,082 wins, I, agree. I don't you I agree, agree with that? You. Kevin, I really agree with you. You know, Kevin, uh, I spoke at the national conference. Um, we had it in, it was in Altoona, Iowa, uh, two weeks ago. I was up for, uh, there were eight finals for the national coach of the year. And um, uh, a, a guy from Nebraska, Coach Gotts, I think his name is, uh, he had, I think he had 11 state championships. So he had almost doubled me. So I, I didn't I didn't win the whole thing. I came out, I guess, runner up, whatever. But I didn't win the whole thing. But it, it was a great experience. And uh, to, to talk at the clinic, uh, I lost my point. I'm always like that. Kevin, remind me what topic we on. You see, I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, your, your players who are, are now
0: coaching. Oh yeah, me, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah,
1: and, and you talked about how man, uh, I, I got a, I got a text message. Uh, we have these, you know, in Louisiana, we that you know laissez les bon temps rouler, right? I means let the good times roll, and that's how we roll over here. Well, we have festivals all the time, and one of my favorite is it's called the uh, Festival International. And Kevin, for a small community like Lafayette is, we bring in bands from all across the country. And it's, and it's nice. a free concert. Yeah, it's really neat. Anyway, long story short, I had one of my former players that was there and with his wife, and so I bumped into him. And so we had a little 10, 15-minute conversation. And, and, and Kevin, I got a message on my text about two weeks later. uh, And this kid wasn't even a star, like barely played, to be totally honest with you. And he sent me his best message about Coach. Uh, You know, in talking to my wife, she was asking me, like, you know, about me uh, because she wasn't from here and she didn't know. And uh, he said, So I started telling her stories, and he said, You know, I just got to thinking how much an influence you've had in me and an impact you had in my life, and how you've made a difference. And so, you know, Kevin, it's like you say, Yeah, those thousand wins are all nice, those state championships, but when you get a message like that, it's kind of like, Man, this is what you do it for, you know. So if you got young coaches that are out there, you know, I can't impress upon you enough, it really isn't about all the wins and the losses. I, I mean, I've been blessed. But, y'all, to have relationships like that with your players and to have one come back who, like I said, it's easy for a star player to say that, but this kid really didn't play much at all. You know, for him to say that, it really touches you. And it's like, man, you know what? This is what you do it for.
0: It is what you do it for. That's your why, Coach, John. We get caught up in, uh, like you said, we get caught up in state championships. And even though I have not won a state championship in over 30 years, I feel like I developed championship people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Even in my yeah. PE classes and things like that, I had people come back they, and they go, man, you know, we just really appreciate what you've done
1: and they still talk to you and communicate yeah. with you. Uh, we forget about that. Right, coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin. And and I can't emphasize it enough. It's, it's, it's more than basketball, you know, and I think if you approach it that way, and you, you know, you're real with your kids and you know, they buy in And again, in the long run, uh, even though, like I said, this kid didn't play much, I think he finally realized, man, you know what? I really learned a lot from coach Danny just, about being, a, you know, be a good citizen, just, just productive and doing the right things, being, he even mentioned about, hey, if you, if I'm 15 minutes early, then, then I'm, I'm almost late, I, you know, so I always feel like it's be on time when time is evolving. It's one of the things he mentioned about being on time for, you know, I think that's important in a job we got, you got to be on time, you know, so the little things like that, I think, make a big difference.
0: Yeah. So you talk about being on, we're going to get into a uh, coach. going to talk about his practice planning here in a second. Yeah, but I just love talking to Danny though. I mean, it's so many stories, man. <laughs> I have uh, so we'll try to, we'll try to keep this short though. Okay. One of my former players, Destiny McClendon, I uh, had her, I had her on one of my podcasts. She's playing now for UTC. She's uh, Chattanooga. Okay. Uh, here uh, in Tennessee, uh, close on the Georgia border. And she goes, coach, you see, she goes, the one thing that I learned from you, like you were saying, it's like, be on time, do the extra work. And it's like, it's so simple, yep. but sometimes coaches get caught up in all this other mess. And it's like, kids be on time, be disciplined, right? right? Exactly. Coach, Hey, we're going to get right into practice planning and most coaches want to get, you know, the fancy offense and full court press and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think your best coaches are great practice coaches. And I know you're one of those yeah. kind of talk
1: about your practice planning philosophy. Sure. Uh, look, at, let, allow me to try to see if we can do this again. i am see a share screen. I'm going to show you what I think is uh, one of the most important things. All right, let's see. Share screen. Here we go. All right. And let's see if I can find it. give me one second here. Got it. Uh, no problem. Uh, yearly practice. Here we go. All right. Let's see if this we, if this works. C- can you see it, Kevin? Yes, sir. Okay, good. All right. And and the screen is good like it is. And so I try to enlarge Everything's fine like it is
0: that will be fine, coach.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how big this print comes out to you, but anyway, um, so I learned this a long time ago that uh, I think you have to have a master plan. Like, you know, sure, you're going to go day to day, but, but where, where are we going with this? You know, Uh, it kind of reminds me, I went to a clinic. I can't remember exactly the coach who it was, but uh, it was an assistant coach talking. And he said, uh, he was, you know, they were about to go to the first game. He goes, coach he said, um, "Man, we haven't done we haven't done press break offense." And he said the head coach turned to him and said, "Coach, we've done it every day." And he looks at him like he's crazy like, "Coach, I'm t- we have not done press offense." He said, "Son, all of our drills that we do have led us up to be able to our kids just play and meet passes and get in the right spots and find open gaps." So he said, you know, yeah, we're going to have to go over it. But 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 we prepared our guys for that, you know. And so anyway, I think that this yearly master plan I put together and uh, Kevin, what I'll do is me and my assistant coaches are going to meet on uh, right after Labor Day. And this it's, it's very fluid. It, it it from one year to the next, we'll move things from week one to week three. We'll, we'll take stuff out. Uh, I used to have the running and jump. In here. I love the running jump. But I found it took me so much time and effort to perfect the run and jump. And I'm telling you, we were pretty darn good at it, but I mean, it takes a lot of time. And so I don't know, one year we looked at our personnel and we're like, man, listen, we just want the personnel to do the run and jump. So, so then right. we took it out, you know? So, so this is like our recent one right here. And uh, so I just want to show you a few things. I mean, so like, you know, week one, man to man, Kevin, I think I've told you this, but again, it's the second thing. So second time we've done this. So for coaches during t- t- the first time, you know, I'm a, I'm a man and I'm a zone guy. I, I do both. And I'll be honest with you, uh, the staple of our defense has been our one two, two matchup. It's what we do probably. I don't know seventy percent of the time, yeah. um, and and but but I really believe that if you're going to have a good zone defense, well, you have to you have to be good man to man wise. So our first week always this has never deviated, but we're we're going to work that whole first week. As a matter of fact, Kevin, my guys, my, some of my young the sophomores will always come in and said, um, "When do we play?" They want to they want to play five exactly. and five. Isn't that true? Yeah. They want to play, and I'm telling you, Kevin, sometimes the first week. We ne- we go five zero. We never get into five on five the first week because right. I want I want to and I say that I, I mean you know going full court back and forth. I mean half court set, working on jumping to the ball, but but we won't do much. So uh, you see, I put that on there, like some, I mean, I'm telling you, some years we don't play man Harley at all. Uh, this past year, we played a little bit, but we played, and that's kind of funny too, Kevin. I'm a 1-2-2 matchup guy, but this year, our personnel, we had a lot of long, long guys. We, we, you know, we weren't real, real tall, but I had some 6-4 guys with long arms. I had 1-6-6. We put them in the middle, and we went to the 1-3-1 zone defense this year, and and it really came in, and it paid dividends for you. As a matter of fact, this is going to be kind of funny to see right here, but I'm just looking on here. Uh, yeah, we call it 13. So I, I was couldn't, I couldn't even see, he said, I put in week four, this 13. And again, the hundreds full court, man, you know, so anyway, this is kind of an overview. I would, I would recommend to young coaches to say, okay, week by week, what are we going to, what are we going to put in? Uh, I'm a big special play guy. So you could see every recap. Kev- I mean, yeah, Kevin, I put in space like rebel Princeton. These are special plays, Indiana, wow. Oklahoma, Texas outside. Now, now that's mostly man. And you'll see how so I get into the zone plays. Duke circle clear. So I like to put in about three to four a week, not to, not to overload them. So I think kind of learn these plays, which I'll be honest with you uh, this past year, our guy struggled, I guess, uh, it's easy to blame the players. Like, what's going on? Why don't y'all know the plays? But probably, I probably didn't do a very good job of going over them enough. Whatever I did wrong, but we had struggled. can we called special plays like in February, and I got two guys that got like. Wait, how do I run that play? So we really struggled with that this past year. Maybe I have too many special plays, but but anyway, it's <laughs> sure. just kind of yeah, it's just kind of a breakdown of like I said. I think you should have week by week organized, and then uh, and then after we get into week six here, that we start our season, and then you know, then we'll go into break going back to these certain things and saying, okay, what do we need to improve on? What are we bad at, uh, etc. But uh, I think for young coaches, it's really important to just get a master plan. And hey, look. Kevin, I'm going to go to week one and I'm going to be, uh, you know, there's one or two things that we didn't even touch on. We forgot. Right. Or we didn't do it right. And we'll come back and add it in, you know? Um, so, but again, for young coaches, oh, and I say young coaches, heck for any coach, uh, you maybe, I, you know, I don't, you know, Kevin, it's, it's, it's always amazing. I always said, if I could take a year sabbatical, I would love, I'd like, I'd go watch, I'd set up and I'd go watch you practice one day. And mm-hmm. I would love to see what other coaches do. Cause you always wonder like, Man, what am I doing? The right things at practice because, because I, I again, I coached with my brother for a year. I took a lot what he did, and then you know I've grown since then. But, but uh, Kevin, I would say this that, and I'm I'm gonna pull up just a regular like our first practice plan in a second, so kind of get an idea. Sure. But, but again, not knowing, I, I really have no idea what other high school coaches are doing. I'd love to go watch them practice. I don't know, but my guess is, my feeling is that. I think we probably do more fundamental uh, drills and work on the fundamentals more than more than the majority of coaches. And and, and again, it's based on my philosophy, Kevin, that uh, I don't always have. And don't get me wrong. I've had some really nice players at St. Thomas More. Uh, I had Brandon Mouton who played in the final four the University mm-hmm. of Texas. I had Lyle Mouton, interesting enough, went to basketball at LSU under Dale Brown, and then wanted to play baseball. And he, for Skip Bourbon, and they won a national championship. So uh-huh, I've had I some that. really nice athletes. I don't yeah. want to downgrade that, but at the same time, there's been a lot of years, Kevin, where you know we've been okay talent-wise, but but not as talented as a lot of teams we played. And our philosophy is that if we have the fundamentals, that those fundamentals are going to help us against more athletic teams. It will, we, will, we will have less turnovers. We'll get more shot opportunities. And so that's kind of been the whole basis of our program here at St. Thomas More. is we're going to spend a lot of time on the fundamentals. And I mean, I've, I've held fast to that. And I mean, you know, <laughs> my dad used to say, if it's son, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I like to kind of fine tune a little bit sometimes, but you know, this worked for us and I've been doing it for 40 years and I'm, I'm not going to change. And so like, you know, we start practicing in October we're going to do the fundamentals. And so this is kind of an overview of the year uh, before I move on to like a daily Kevin, any thoughts or, or ideas you had about, about this um, master practice plan?
0: I, I, I think it's, 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 uh, it's vital. Uh, okay. And that is you get your mindset on the whole year. Sometimes right. we try, I know a lot of coaches that first of all, don't do a lot of planning at all, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're good. They're good at winging it and that, yes, yeah. you know, but I think you got to have an overall, then you got to be flexible, right, coach? That's, and you that's have exactly to right. you be, yes. Uh, yes. I know with me, sometimes I have a tendency to put too much in, um, where I'm in learning, same. you know, yes. I, I'm yes. still, you know, I, I got to cut back and do yes. less.
1: Um, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes they say, you know, less is more, keep it simple, stupid. I, I, and I agree with a lot of those things. And I think maybe last one. I look back, we had too many plays for our young kids, and so couldn't catch on. So I might need to take a look at kind of and what my sister coach. You know, they sometimes it's it's funny because they jump back and like they're like, "Well, coach, we, we we're going over this." Said, "Coach, we haven't we haven't run this play in a game in two years," <laughs> and right. they're right. So wait, why why waste time putting in when we really haven't run it? You know. So uh, obviously the place I have, I mean, you know, it's not like it's. I mean, I've been able to use you know over the years uh, it's kind of like a good comedian, right? He, he has, he has, you know, a show and all of a sudden there's two jokes that don't work at all. So he throws them out. Right. Ah, Exactly. Right. Right. So I'm going to (laughs) go and say, okay, well, look, these don't work, but obviously a lot of these plays have been great for us, you know? And so we're going to use them. We're going to put them in. Do they work in every game? No, it don't. But, if they're proven they're proven that they, they, they can be a, a great play if we execute and run them. Right. So anyway, that's the kind of list of our plays. That's kind of our yearly plan. I uh, make sure we get in one by one. And then, like I said, um, you know, uh, sometimes we throw in stuff uh, and, you know, as well as I do, you come to a playoff game and I might, I might say one play that, Oh, this team's uh, you know, we might just do something special that we've never done uh, before for this one certain game, you know? Oh, and Kevin, I don't know if I see it on here, but uh, let me see um yeah I I you know Dale Brown I when when my kid I was playing for my a uh, matter of fact Dale just sent me a, a email uh recently uh it, it, I'm telling you Dale Brown he 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 doesn't get enough credit for what he did at LSU I mean he's right. he's a remarkable person I mean yeah. he's yeah one he's the, one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life but anyway but Dale would use the, you know, he called that. I think he had a book. I called the free defenses, and so mm-hmm. I kind of teetered with that a little bit. And Kevin, <laughs> I like, I really do. I this is my again, my philosophy is that, um, why why not do something different, um, uh, and change things up. And so if we're playing a team that has a really good player. Uh, what, what's wrong with the, well, the, the box, I use the diamond, but the box in one What what's wrong with trying that out and seeing how does this team operate without their best player? If we take him out of the game and make them do changes. And look, I'm going to tell you, I don't know a certain percentage, but uh, you know, out of the thousand wins, Kevin, I'm telling, I'm telling you probably a hundred of those, uh, maybe 80 have come playing the, uh, what you call, whatever the freak defense, the diamond in one, the triangle in two. Uh, and, and I, I've used that quite a bit. Uh, how many high school basketball teams have, more than two great scores. I mean, not many of them do. And right. so, so when they got, when I play, face a team that's got two really good players, now the guys are just kind of role players. I'm like, all right, this might be a game we can use a triangle and two in. Uh, and, you know, now it's is interesting too. Uh, I just heard this at the national convention and that's why I want to say this too, Kevin, I know I'm all over the place, but you, this is how I am. But sure. for, for young coaches, I, 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 I challenge you go to clinics I mean, the person-to-person relationship you got when you go to a clinic, you pick up things. And, you know, I heard this one coach at the National Convention say he only used, like, a, a, the, the special diamond one, like three possessions. And I really – like, I go into a game with a game plan of doing it, and I'm, I'll go, like – now again, if, if I might just go for a half, and if it doesn't work, get out, whatever, whatever. But, but I, I've never tried using it for just three or four possessions. And so this coach said that, so I'm thinking in my mind next year, man – I might just throw three or four possessions of the diamond in one or the triangle in two, see how the team reacts to it. And then get back out and go back to our other defenses and make them keep thinking, what are they in? You know, it, it really made my mind thinking again, coaches go to clinics, you learn stuff, you pick up things. And I'm going to tell I told you this, I think the last time, Kevin, two state championships are probably from a special play I got from from another coach at a clinic that I picked up and we run those plays and they both got me layups at a critical time in the game you know so again I would encourage young coaches get to clinics and 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 learn you know and just can I I, yes sir can I ask you a
0: question real quick yeah
1: yeah um yeah we we gotta grow we gotta
0: learn you know what's funny is I run my clinic every year coach yeah it's hard to get coaches in the stands, but yes. I guess you you, you you can learn from video and podcasts and things like that as where well, yeah. as well. Hey, uh, one reason why I like the freak defense is I change my defenses probably just like you. Okay. Uh, I run a lot of half court traps. Oh yes. Yes. Because if you like take it teams out of rhythm, we're constantly changing yes. all the time. And that's one thing I love about the, so what are you doing with the freak defense? Just really quick. Um, are you guys based on what side it goes to, as as the old Dale Brown used to do?
1: Yeah, uh, no, no, I don't, I don't do that. Oh, I, I did it one year. Yeah, I got a, it, com- it got it kind of complicated. My guys got kind of confused. It, it, it was yeah, too complicated for us. So no, uh, I basically I will, we'll we'll go into the game with a game plan of when I use the free defense, it's mostly to start the game, Kevin or. I might go one quarter and just see how things are going and then we'll get into it the second quarter and try to surprise them or at least a half. uh, So I'll either start with the second quarter or I'll go first half, play straight up, and then we'll come on the second half. This is just kind of what we do. And uh, it's a triangle too. I'm I'm cutting off those two guys. We're guarding those two man-to-man and I'm in a low. Now, we have done this, Kevin. I'm sure you do the same thing. If the team really has no inside game, I might invert that triangle and put my two guys at the top of the T areas to kind of cover perimeter more and just put one guy going block to block. Other times, if they kind of got a big guy or, you know, and, and they, they go inside a lot well, I'll put the two and I'll just put the one on the top. And again, depending upon what that other team does against the triangle uh, makes a difference as well. So Kevin, we'll prepare for that. Obviously I, you know, you don't just go in and throw it in. We, you know, again, as you see in my early practice say, okay, here's a triangle and two. And then we'll show it that week, and then if I'm, if I'm playing an opponent the day before, we'll go back and say, okay, let's go over the triangle and two again. You know, we, we put a, 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 a offense out there. Again, I'll, I'll pick out bet, my best two shooters on, the, on, the, on my second bunch, and we'll make you know guard them and simulate what it would be like to play this other team. But that's how we have done it. It's, uh, it's all based on going into it. it's It's not like the first pass or we're just going to go straight diamond in one or straight triangle in two. Yeah. And to me, coach, I, I don't understand. I think
0: coaches kind of get caught up in maybe the, the they think it's the purity of the game. Where we're just going to play man to man. Everything is man to man, right? That's I right. mean, zone, all that it's man to man. I mean, if I, if I know we're playing a great three point shooter, man, we're going to lock up with her. Right. It, and, exactly. and the other girls might be man to man, but, but you're,
1: she's not going to be in help. I mean, right. we do that throughout the summer coach. I mean, yeah. Sure. Um, That's exactly right. That's exactly how I feel too. It's like, you know, um, yeah, changing things up. Just like you talk about that, you know, it's kind of funny, uh, Kevin, like, uh, I do a full court press and a half court press. And it's, it's, it's just weird to me sometimes like, like we'll be in our half court trap. And I mean, we, 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 can't get any turnovers that team's picking us apart. And then we go to the full court and we start getting turnovers or mm-hmm. vice versa. We'll go full court. Yeah. They're picking me. I go half court and it's, and it, they're just not the same. So that's really worked for us and mixing it up and seeing what, you know, the other team does. And, you know, the, the tough part now is that I've been in a district for so long with this one guy. I mean, he's figured out my half court trap. And we basically go in a game. Like I, I can't, he knows, I mean, he's, He's, he's seen it for 20 years. So he knows how to dissect it now. And we have a hard time pressing him unless I get a really great trap. So against him, we'll just throw it once or twice to kind of surprise him, but we don't go into the whole game thinking, Hey, we're going to go with our, with our 12, 11 half court trap, because he, he'll, he'll pick us apart. Cause he's ready for it. I, I love that coach. And yeah. the one adjustment um, and tell me
0: what you think this year. Uh, one great thing about the summer, congratulations on a big win. I guess recently in New Orleans, right? You'd be a top-notch team. But yeah. One thing I noticed is that in our full court press, we weren't we're not really that fast. We have two or three really good athletes and we weren't recovering very good. Right. So but when we went to the half court trap, we were able to cover better and teams cannot run their their half court offense. But what we did was on free throw situations, we went full court press, allowed us to get set up and we played Uh much.
1: It was less possessions. What do you think about that? Yeah, that we do the same thing on free throws. We, that kind of gives you, like I said, an opportunity to to get set in your press. And so our guys will. You know, it was one thing I never have done. I don't know why it is, but I see everybody does it. I don't know why we don't. But teams huddle up. You know, with the free throw, the free throw, real quick. Mm-hmm. Don't ask them, well, I really like that idea. And I've never done that. <laughs> Maybe I need to try it this year. But we do give <laughs> we do give them calls about it's it's a great time to, you know, to do something different. You know, like you yeah. said, full court press, half court trap, something different. But they my guys will look at me and I'll give them some signals of what defense we're going to if we're going to change it up. And it's a great time to to do that. Yes, yes. Oh, Kevin, I do want to mention you made a great point, a really great point, And I think some young coaches might overlook this. Is that when you're going to press and you're trapping. I think I learned this after my first year and I was, I was dying, like, something's not right. And Kevin, my guys, when the ball got out of the trap, our guys were standing, standing. just, and yes. And, I, and so we really preach a lot about, Hey man, when, when that, when that ball is released from that guy off the trap, we gotta be, we gotta be moving. You, you can't wait till the other guy catches the ball or the girl catches the ball. It's too late. Then as the ball's in the air, we better be moving to our next spot. Because, as you well know, you know now we've got different responsibilities, right? The guy that's on the trap, on the wings, now I got to go cover the middle, take the middle away. So we got to be moving, and so I've learned that, and it's really helped us out a lot. In that, you know, again, Kevin, you have to work on that. So in practice, we'll do a drill where all we do is we're in a trap, and as the ball's out, I want that guy flying to the middle. So it right. comes in. It comes like a natural thing to him It's like, man, I have to react when the ball's moving. You know, we try to get a guy in the middle to watch the guy's eyes in a trap. They're going to look. How many guys are going to do a look away pass against a trap? Right. No. Right. So we try to tell him, read the guy's eyes and let's start, you know, moving, uh, get burned every now and then. But that's that I mean, that you're going to have that's going to happen, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I think you made a good point about you have to react on that real quick.
0: Yeah, and then of course, summer's about kind of learning about your team a lot. You know, we didn't have a lot of practice time and so forth, but it's a great experimental ground. Yes, find out what your team is good at, what your team is not good at. Right, coach? That's right, That's exactly, <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You exactly right. So, hey, uh, tell us about how you put together. I know we talked about this before. Yeah, I think your best coaches. Your yeah, you talked about you talked about before about all the great drills traditions and everything you have in your practice yeah i think coaches that design
1: great practices are championship level coaches um, yeah i mean I, I think you have to and I, and we spend a lot of time uh this is what we do this is our game plan we uh, you know we're catholic school so sundays are we can't do anything on sundays so that's when our coaches get together our staff and, and again kevin and you know as well as i do man when you got great assistant coaches, it, it really helps everything. And oh, so we'll meet on Sunday and we plan our week, you know, we say, okay. So again, we go here, here's, we bring out the week one schedule. All right. How are we going to fit this in? How are we going to do it? And we really basically go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so we got the whole week planned out and I I, I bought this up. Kevin, can, did, I, did this come up again on your screen? Yes, sir. Got it. Okay. All right. So I bought this up because this is, I just wanted you people to coach to see what, what a weekly plan, a daily plan looks like for us. Okay. And so this is what we're going to do. And, uh, and again, like Kevin, I, we'll go and I'm telling you, there's, but there might be, we might be in the middle of practice. I'm like, man, guys, we're running behind. Okay. Let's we'll come back with this tomorrow. So I'll, I'll circle the practice, plan, I'll circle, I'll make comments. I got a little pin. I'll make, you know, Hey, this went great. We got to really work on this, etc. as we're going along. And then, uh, we, again, we might we might leave one or two things off we'll come back and pick this up tomorrow. And so but again, we, we have an we have an idea going into this is our Monday plan, what are we going to do? Um, if you notice on the top, Kevin, I really like about I try to pick out some keywords, okay So this was practice number one and my keyword is aggression. If and I tell the kids uh, uh, the, the dictionary uh, uh, defines aggression as, the Webster. Yeah, I used the old word Webster. I don't know that people don't know what the Webster dictionary is anymore, but no, Webster nobody, defines, nobody has dictionaries. <laughs> Webster defines it as the ability to dominate. So Kevin, I, I think this is a big thing for us is that our guys know that like again, I don't ever talk about wins and losses, but we do talk about it's gotta be we gotta give you gotta give your best effort every time out. It's gotta be a hundred percent. And if you don't, then you know you're 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 time on the court diminishes. If you, if you're not giving us that, you know, and that's all I ever ask him, just, you got to play hard. We have to be aggressive. And so it's like anything else, right? You have kids who in their DNA, they're just not aggressive. And it's really tough for these kids, you know, but we try to put them in situations and I'll show you a little drill in a second that, you know, it almost forced them to say, Hey, like, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta survive. And so, I'm good, it's, I gotta I gotta get more aggressive as a player. And so you know our first practice is about being aggressive. And so mm-hmm. we do some of these drills to try to make them learn that hey, it's an aggressive sport. My coach is telling me the time said, Yeah, coach, we're, we're fouling out a lot of guys. They're too, they're too aggressive. They're f-. yeah, I said, Well, I'd rather a guy that fouls out than one that just has one file and doesn't mm-hmm. and it's not being aggressive. So, you know, the thing about us too is Kevin, we've played so many guys. I, I, I that's another thing about me. I think that you'll find kind of strange is that. Like, I don't know, but even in tight games, I'm going to get maybe probably 10 players in a game. I would say we average getting in 10 players. Uh, I find guys that know their roles. And I'll just tell a guy, he knows when I put him in for two, two and a half minutes, that his role is not to be a score. If he gets a layup, whatever, but he knows his role is to try to get a steal, take a charge. And, and I think he prides himself in that this is my role. This is what coaches asking me to do, and I'm going to do it. And when, he, and when he does it, we reward him for that, you know. So uh, I think that's really important in the game of basketball is uh, if you could get, you know, man, some guys bust their tails at practice. <laughs> Try to reward them. by you know, again, I'm not saying it cost yeah. you a game. I, I don't want you to cost, but. Try to, especially early in the season, try to find them time and say, how, how do they respond? You know, or they're giving it all in practice, and then give them the opportunity, you know, to either succeed or fail. And then, if he fails a few times, enough times, and then you bring him in and say, hey, look, nothing against it, but you know, this is what we're asking you to do, and we're not coming through. So I just want you to understand why your playing time is. It's not an end of the road. I mean, you get better in practice, you have more chances. But I tell our guys, I'm upfront with them, hey. And they'll come in, they'll ask me, coach, why, what am I not doing right? <laughs> we're just honest. We're just blunt with them and honest and say, this is what you're not giving us, you know? Um, and so anyway, but so so we're, you know, like the ability to dominate and, and be aggressive. Um, you know, this is kind of funny, but the three down drills, I got that from John Wooden. you know, I think, I, I'm not sure if he didn't say he did this every day in practice. We don't do it every day, but we do it a lot, Kevin. And right. it's just a basic, um, you know, one guy in the basket, two wing guys, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, I guess I could draw this up, but I don't know if I have enough time to do it. But anyway, um, we could do this in another we'll do this in another podcast. We'll <laughs> That's, diagrams right. In place. That's right. Yeah, we'll diagram some plays. But but all it basically <laughs> is is it's just a passing catching drill going mm-hmm. down the court. Pass.
2: Do you want to be a better coach? Georgia Southern University can help. We offer a fully online master's in kinesiology created by coaches for working coaches. Our full-time faculty combines for over 100 years of coaching experience. Georgia Southern's program is nationally accredited, so you know you are getting quality. We pioneered fully online programs over a decade ago and have had students from 27 states and multiple countries. No matter where you are in the world, Georgia Southern University can help. There is no GRE requirement, and it only takes 14 months to complete. You start classes in May and finish the following July. We have coaches just starting out to veteran coaches over 30 plus years. So no matter where you are in your coaching journey, Georgia Southern can help. Follow us at GS Coach Ed, or look us up, and Georgia Southern can help you be a better coach fully online.
1: How to get it back? Uh, obviously, we we teach again to go with the fundamentals. My guy in the middle knows he's going to do a two foot jump stop at the free. Three, three lines, line.
0: right? Three lines, coach. Three,
1: three lines, three good. lines. Yeah. So so Dave, uh, Dave, Kevin, we we throw the ball up on the backboard. My two guys are at the tees, and we pop out to the wings. I don't want him. I don't want him floating down the court. Uh, we specific about that. And so my guy's going to rebound. He's going to do a turn outlet pass, keep the ball above his head. And he throws to either side, right? The side he got the ball on the backboard. That guy, that guy's going to stay wide. We want him to stay wide right for transition. Mm-hmm. He's going to be almost out of bounds. He's going to he's going when it says straight down, he's going to throw right back to the middle guy. The middle guy's going to now throw it to the other, and we're just running down the court. Sure. He's going to throw it to the other guy. He's going to get it back by this time. He should be around the top of the key. He'll take one dribble. He'll two foot jump stop, and the other wing guy, when he gets to the free throw line, extended straight line, a, a straight angle, forty five degree to the basket, bounce pass for a layup. Right, Dave. As I as that first group's at half court, my next group's going. We the whole team, three, 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 three. And look, it's funny, but if I got two guys, the first or second, the second guy knows in the second group hey I got to go back and help with that he goes out of bounds on the side and he knows he's got to be with that third group that last group because they only have two two guys. So again it's all about you know making our guys think, be, held them accountable don't make me tell them everything you know learn, learn the drills, learn what we got to do but anyway and then then it goes to one pass and Kevin, the only difference now is when we throw the outlet pass to that wing guy, he now that's the one pass he now takes it to the middle the middle guy just takes his place down the wing and we do the same thing. Dribbles all the way down. We tell him two to three dribbles at the most, get down the court, two foot jump stop, bounce pass, layup. And so, and then we do two passes and and then the figure eight. and, And again, we start our practice that a lot of times, it's just really a good up and down. You're working on passing, catching and making layups, you know, again, fundamental stuff. But now, now, now Kevin, if on the outlet pass, the guy fumbles the ball, like we got to make clean catches. I mean, we can't bumble. That group just gets off and the next group is going and they got to go back gotcha. you know, again. Yeah. Teaching them, Hey, execute, you know, catch and pass and catch. I mean, you know, as, as I do, it's amazing how we do we, I, I've learned this a long time ago that, you know, yeah, you got to work on passing. You better work on catching too. Cause I got guys that can't catch. I don't exactly. know what to do is. Exactly. Yeah. They're not looking for the ball. They don't key in on it. But so we really work at passing and catching, making a good pass. And the three down really allows us to do that. You know, um, Kevin, I, I love this, Joe. Uh, I got this from, I think we might've talked about him last time, Jimmy Tillett. I think he's one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. And he taught us, I think we talked about last time, the tennis ball drills where we basically put on our, uh, we call them, I call them blinders. I'm not sure the official name for them. God was blind, whatever. Uh, I buy them for like three 95 from dribble AIDS. Yeah. (laughs) And we put them on, we yeah. got a tennis ball and a basketball we throw the tennis ball up in the air and I, i'll do different stuff I say, okay you got to go four dribbles boom 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 they got to catch the tennis ball it forces the ball handlers to they can't look down i mean the tennis ball is up in the air they gotta so it really i'm, I'm telling you it's the best thing i've ever done for dribbling is the tennis ball drills and you see right here i have tossed three dribbles then i have one where you toss it and they got to do two crossovers and then we got to do one between the legs with the crossover and again Kevin, it just, you could do anything you want, you know, you you can make them do six dribble. I mean, but just keep playing around with that. But I I would, I would recommend for all the coaches go to your tennis coach and say, coach, I need some old tennis balls. They give them to me and and we do tennis ball drills and we'll do this at least once a week, at least once a week, we bring out the tennis balls because I think it's great for dribbling. Uh, Coach, do you try to
0: remain consistent on these drills or do you change it up? Like the three down is that something you do every day? Tennis ball drill. You try to change it up. Yes,
1: yes. Um. Uh. It's funny because I, I like variety. I don't want to. I, I think we do so much fundamental drills that they're gonna get a little bored to begin with. So yeah. So these tennis ball drills, I, I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna do it every day. But uh, again, uh, I, I probably two. I would say we average two days a week. Uh, that we're going to do the tennis ball drills, sometimes right. maybe just once. But there won't be a week that goes by without us doing the tennis ball drills. It, it's, yeah, it's it's just because we believe in it so much. The three down, yes, uh, probably Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because on the Tuesday, Thursday, I'll do something different. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and so, but the three down drills, we do do, do them a lot. But uh, I would say uh, once to twice a week is about an average, yes. I I, don't, I wouldn't think we went win a week last year without doing – three down. We might've done it on the Monday and don't do it the rest of the week, but we're going to do it one day a week. Yes. 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 All right. And then you're going to see, uh, if you notice so far, so I'm trying to break down the the fundamentals of the game. So there's our dribbling drills. Now I got a passing drill. Okay. And, uh, Kevin, I just, I mean, I just, we search it. We go online. Now I went Mm -hmm. to clinics and I try to get every passing drill I can get. Um, and so we call this one concentric circle passing drill. It's great to start the season off because you have two circles. Okay. You put four guys in the middle circle at half court, four guys, and you put the rest of your team around them. And the guidelines are out of bounds on each sideline, out of bounds and the top of the key. So you got one big circle, right? All right. So Kevin, two basketballs. Okay. And the basketball start off in the middle. And you tell the guys you want to try to keep a ball on each side of the court. Cause we split the court in half basically. And so all right, now it's, it gets a little complicated, but you, I tell them, all right, you go into your right. Okay. Well, the middle circle going to that right. And the other, the guys are facing each other. Right. So they're going in opposite directions. If that makes any sense, the middle circles here, but the outside circles there. All right. So it's about passing and catching. We put a minute on the clock, Kevin, if the ball at any time in that one minute hits the floor, we stop the clock for 15 seconds. We continue doing it. Every time a ball hits the floor, it's 15 seconds added to it. Okay? okay. I, if you go for a whole minute without dropping the ball, four new players go to the middle. Those four guys go to the outside. You do the same thing. I did, I did forget to mention this. At some point in time, numerous times, I'm going to say, change. And when I say change, we're stopping and we're going the other direction. So if we were going to our right, we're now going to our left. You think it wouldn't be a big thing, but it is because now that God is making a pass, he's got to lead him and that's whenever they'll, they'll throw the ball away and it hit the ground, he won't catch it, etc. cetera. Now, this is really funny, but I go back at that tennis ball I just told you about, I'm mm-hmm. grabbing a tennis balls in my pocket. And after about 45 seconds, one of the players is going to eat now, by the way, Kevin, we're step sliding. Both lines are step slide, step slide all the way around step slide, step slide. All right. When one kid comes up to me, I'm going to toss him the tennis ball and say, throw this in. So now we got two basketballs and a tennis ball. You know how hard it is to catch a tennis ball, right? It's a lot harder than a basketball. Yeah. So now the funniest thing is with the last group, I don't know. I think I just made this up. I don't think I, but I'm going to take my tennis shoe off and I'm going to throw my tennis shoe in there. right just something i mean it's just crazy right like what what is that about it's about catching an object that's not even anything resembling a basketball but yeah i gotta catch the tennis shoe it's hard to catch right sometimes they'll catch it by the shoestrings but it makes them concentrate and i think again it makes them say hey i gotta keep my eye on this thing look the ball in look the tennis shoe in Mm -hmm. and again we'll sometimes kevin sometimes I don't think I've ever had a group where we've just done it one minute every time. There's going to, the ball is going to hit the floor at some point in time. Somebody's going to drop it. They're going to throw behind a guy. You know what happens sometimes too? The ball winds up getting on the same side of the court, which it shouldn't. And I tell them if it does, one of the middle guys has to quickly just hold on to it and throw it kind of behind him to the, to the guys on the other side of the court, to try to keep the balls opposite. But every now and then, the balls will get on the same side. But anyway, it's a great drill. You can play around with it, and uh, I love it, uh, especially early on in the season. Really get some concentration on catching and passing.
0: Yeah, and it's emphasis, right, Coach? It's yes. not exactly the drill itself, but man, you emphasizing that, and also the kids enjoying that too. Probably the competitive side of that too
1: is Correct. probably good. So About, so
0: far, yeah, you're emphasizing the basic skills
1: of the game, yes, which are vital to success. Kevin, you could do this with the sixth grade team. To be honest with you, I mean, oh for sure, that yeah, exactly. it's just it's fundamental stuff that, and again, I just think it's it's what's made us successful. And it's like you talked about that drill there. I think in the long term of things, it, it, you know, again, you you're not a guy's not gonna tell himself, oh, look the ball in. But as we do these drills continuously and and over time, like it just gets to be a natural thing for them that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna look the ball in not even thinking about it because we've emphasized this so much. Look it in, catch it, don't drop it, you know? And I think it cuts down on the turnovers in the game, you know? Um, uh, The rebounding drill, uh, well, yeah, rebounding drill again. So if you notice, I got a passing, a dribbling, a rebounding. So I'm breaking the parts of the game down. Now, this one is nothing more than double triangle. It's nothing more than trying to catch the ball at its peak, getting at its highest point, right? And, Kevin, we got – uh, a two basically just two lines it says a triangle but so the guy we have a line at the t and that's they have the ball we have a line at the wing extended okay basically the guy throws the ball up on the backboard right he catches it at its highest peak okay and then i want him to land two feet i want him to do again keep the defense away right pivot keep the ball overhead We'll have a coach down there to make sure if he, if he brings it down there, we're going to slap away at that ball, right? We want him to chin it, keep it above his head, and then outlet pass. Okay. The guy on the wing that catches it throws it to the to the next guy in the line. And, and, and you just follow your pass. So mm-hmm. the guy, the rebounder that threw it to the wing, he now goes to the wing. The right. wing guy that caught it throws it to the next next guy in the line, and he goes behind that line. So you're just basically making a little triangle right there. And we do it on both sides so we can get more reps in. You can do it on you can do it on the main goals on each side, whatever. But we you know we try to keep it flowing pretty fast, you know. And so and then we'll change to make it because now now you got to pivot on the other side. So we'll we'll make them flop sides after a minute or so. And so again, a very basic drill, but just keeping our guys to rebound at its peak, keep the ball, be ball tough, chin it, turns, pivot, and outlet pass. Make a good firm outlet pass. And then also I didn't mention this, but we're big about this. I will tell that wing guy he's playing right, Meet your passes. We, I mean, Kevin. If there's one thing I said the most of my 40 years is mm-hmm. meet your pass. I mean, <laughs> we always, we always harping about meeting your pass. Always. And I think I said this the last time. I want to emphasize again. Coaches reward the players. As simple as that is. I will at, the, at, the, at the, after a game in the in the in the uh, dressing room. I will point out. Hey, say, hey, guys, Billy, Billy, what a great job of meeting your pass. If you don't meet that pass, it gets stolen for a layup. We lose the game because you met your pass. You got fouled and you went to the free throw line. And so that is why, gentlemen, when you're, when you're bored about all these meeting the drill passes we're doing, that just won us a ball game. I think if you tell your players that you break down these drills and if it happens in a game, you say, do you understand why we're doing this blocking out drill? It just won sure. us a basketball game. Yeah, so exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, I think you just got to connect the, the dots, so to speak, to your players. So they understand, wow, that's why we, that, that, that did come in handy, you know, cause they sit in the game. Um, let's see the charge drill. I tried to do it the first day cause we want to take charges. For so, sure. and, and look, look at this. I mean, all I'm doing is, uh, back to back. I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what it says back? Yeah. Back to back block. Out. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm sorry. I, th- there's two drills in one there. It's actually a three drills in one, my bad, but on the charge drill, Kevin, all I'm doing is I'm having them line up on the line and me and my sister coaches go one behind the other and we take the ball and we just hit it to their chest. They hit the ground. They got on the ground. You know, don't, don't break your wrist hitting the ground, fall on your butt. And then they come right back up because the next coach is coming again. So we'll start off with this charge deal like that I don't think I don't think you go into a game situation where you got a guy you know going in for a layup and you make him take a charge that way I think you build into it and that's the that's all we do on the first day just in the chest and then we go from there you know to develop them taking charges but I think it's important to show them how to take one not to get hurt and this will be our, our one on the first day
0: yeah I love that uh, again we, we take a lot of charges in practice and so yeah. forth we're always but well, we also got to be careful at the later in the season that we don't get <laughs> injured. Hey, we we take
1: charges in warm up, coach. On warm up, I love it. I love it. But Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, it's, um, so funny. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny to what you just said because we're the same way. When when we're into February, we tell our guys, man, when when Johnny, our best player's going, in, it's okay. We know you want to take. Don't even take a, a charge on him because we got one of our best players hurt about. 20 years ago. And so just like you okay. said, know, said, Hey, let's take him early in season. we got time, but, but seriously, like in February and March, I'm like, it's okay. We know you want to take, just don't take the charge. Let, let him go. So it's funny. I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. Maybe it's teaching some bad stuff, but, but I really uh-huh. do do that. Yeah. Oh, I, I've got to point this out. Uh, this is one of my favorite drills. I know you probably do something like this war rebounding. I love mm-hmm. this. We line everybody up around the a lane a little bit, the lane extended a little bit, but we have our whole team around there and I'm taking three guys, uh, you know, the, the five, seven guys, the five, seven, five, eights together, the six foot guys together, the six foot three guys or whatever you got, you know, personnel wise, the sense kind of the same height. Okay. And so here's how we do it. You got to get two baskets for the drill to be finished. Okay. And you got three guys and Kevin, you're at the, you're at the free throw line and you're going to shoot a shot. And those three guys are banging to get a rebound and put it back. Okay. All right. So we call it wall rebounding. Now we tell them no undercutting, but we encourage to block. And I'm not a big shot blocking guy. I'm kind of, you know, two, two hands up and shot and block out. I'm not, a, although I do have a couple of shot blockers. I've learned to let them do what they do and block shots. But mm-hmm. now I tell our five, seven guy, Hey dude, you're going to you're going you're gonna to get one lucky block all year long. So yeah, don't even don't worry about. Yeah. Don't try to block shots. You just put your hands up. But anyway, uh, what, I, what I'm getting at is that we encourage again, because we define it as aggressiveness. This is where we're going to get aggressive. Usually we're going to get I hate to say this, but we're on the first day, we're going to get a bloody nose, uh, something on this drill is going to probably happen it's, it's happened quite a few times because it's a physical drill we're going to get a, a scrape here a scratch some guy's going to kind of whatever get hurt but we got to teach them to be aggressive so the the object is okay so so they don't get to dribble at all kevin so all uh, right let's say i shoot and the ball comes out it's a long rebound like by the free throw line we get it right back to me and they go kind of like post up and we just get it to a guy and he tries to score okay if he misses the shot the other guy gets a rebound, and he wants to immediately put it back up again, right, with no dribbles. The guys around the court, if the ball gets loose, the, my team, my players, they just throw it back in. And, you know, it, it was kind of – it's where they all kind of getting after, right? All our guys on the sideline, they're not just watching quietly there. Hey, let's go. You know, oh, yeah, block shot. I mean, it, it gets kind of intense is what I'm trying to tell you because all the guys are in this uh, rectangle and encouraging our guys to try to get two baskets, and the first guy that can get two baskets, those three get off. The next three get on. And mm. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite drills. Now I'll do this not every week, but at, at, we have we have it down on, on our plans. We want to do it at least once once a month to keep that mentality about be aggressive, rebound the ball, and get shots off, and you know, and just be physical. So it is one of my favorite favorite drills. Yeah, and there's a there's a there's a reason why you have your certain
0: drills in order, right, coach? I mean, I'm looking yeah. at here. Yes. Uh, what's your reasoning? About? Cause I know you
1: just don't put drills to be put. Everything no. has an order, correct? Correct. Yeah. It does have an order. It does have an order. And uh kind of, like I said, uh, we're, we're, we're going to do every day. We're going to, we're going to do a different drill. Like I said, I'm going to, and that's why I told you uh, an hour and a half on, on just, just fundamental drills at the beginning of our season. Now in March, Uh, it's going to be like 30 minutes. Okay. But, but in October, November, we're, we're, we're looking at an hour and a half of nothing, but, but these type of drills that just work on fundamental type things. And, and, and uh, you know, a lot of three on three, a lot of four on four shell. uh, And again, not going to see a ton of the first week. I I don't, you're not going to see much five on five at all, but we build up to that and it's just what what we believe in. Again, I don't know. I'm probably spending too much time on it, but it's worked for us. And so yeah, you're gonna see me do a dribbling, passing. Uh, I don't think we've done a shooting drill. This is my first day, but I'm gonna do a, a, a dribbling, a passing, a rebounding, a blocking out, and a shooting drill, pretty much in that order every day. But but again, the passing drill will have another name. It's gonna be a different passing drill. Okay, until the next week, and then I might use one or two of them again. But. That's why I try to get a lot of different drills that we think help us in the passing game. So our guys don't get too bored because, you know, they know that a passing drill is coming up every day. There's, there's not going to be a day go by. We're not going to have one. And so, yeah, it's just kind of how we pattern it. And then as you see, now I'm getting into kind of some team offensive stuff at the, look at the very end, I'm getting into team defense and then team offense. Now the team defense, look, uh, it's three on three, no dribbles. Okay. Uh, Kevin, I'm sure, I know you've done this. I, I can just, we, we've only talked three times. I know you do the three-on-three, three, no dribbles. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a toughness, man. It's a toughness drill. Two minutes on the clock and we're going full court and you cannot, neither team can dribble the ball. Right. It's all about making V cuts, getting open, catching the other guy, getting open, protecting the ball. And it's a defensive drill too, right? I'm mean, a defensive guy. Don't let your guy catch. So, I mean, I'm telling you, after two minutes of that three-on-three-no-dribbles, they're ready for that drill to end. They I mean, some drills they look forward to, they're not looking forward to this one. Yeah,
0: it's probably the best conditioner drill, Coach. Yep. We find it yep. uh, a lot that it improves
1: our girls, I coach girls, uh, pivoting yep. skills. Because yep. most kids don't know how to pivot, Right. I, I agree totally with you exactly right conditioning pivoting exactly meeting your passes getting open learning how to get open, yeah, get open. not standing around you know and so you'll see some guys they just get like, they'll just stand on like guys <laughs> you got it you my grandfather can guard you just standing get open make a v cut find yourself get open and, and, and one thing about this I do not allow, we do not allow it early on no screening. They can't screen to get a teammate open. They got to create themselves to get open, you know? Gotcha. And again, yeah. we try to just advance the ball. You know, sometimes they'll just stay, Kevin, they'll just stay at the free throw line below. They're throwing it backwards, like, advance the ball, you know? Uh, now we don't let them, we don't let them make any long. That's another thing. The drill, we tell them, no longer than a 15-foot pass, you know. So basically, free throw line, three, you know, half court, the other free throw, and, then, and then, they can't make just one long pass, sure. a, a baseball pass to end the drill. It's got to be short 15 to 20-foot passes. So we emphasize that as well, yes.
0: I love that. And your defensive segment, I see a transition defense, which to me is under top, right, Coach? I think we try to do that every day. Yes.
1: Because most players don't spread back on defense. No doubt about it. And uh, I learned my lesson. We played this team. We had some great athletes, St. Martinville. And, man, when I look back at the film, I'm like, oh, my God, no. I mean, they beat us by 25. I said, well, it's no wonder. I mean, we get layup after layup. Uh, so now this team was good. They had a, had a kid named Mitchell that played for LSU, and they were, and they also had a kid that played in the NFL on the same team. They were as athletic a team as I've ever played. So, I mean, they were going to get some on you, but, but anyway, we worked so much. And it, ironically, it was at our own gym. We had to go to their place, which is a tough place to play. We still got beaten double digits, but we had a much better effort because, well, we didn't give up layup after layup after layup. And so uh, I really learned after, you know, sometimes, Kevin, it takes a beating for you to yeah. learn something that you're not doing good. And we got a beat down in that game. And, you know, you, as a coach, you're kind of embarrassed because you're like, what kind of, what, what am I doing? I mean, it, I mean, it's not, I, they, we just didn't work on getting back on defense enough. Right. And that's why we got exploited that game. And so, but it was a great learning experience. And so as the year went along, we worked on that and we didn't never get up that many layers. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you since that game happened. Ne- I mean, we must, I'm serious. I don't know the numbers, but it was like 20. Well, We've never in 15 years since the Mitchell graduated, we've never given up 15 layups a game. So, uh, again, by getting uh, sometimes you get exploited, and, and, and it makes you a better coach. And you learn to hey, we got to put this in in practice more because it's it's not natural for our guys. We're not getting back on defense, and so uh, so that yeah, we like I like that four and four get back. Uh, it makes us uh, you know and what we do there, Kevin, is we try to do a little bit of of uh, overloading in that. What I'll do is I'll I'll call a number out. And, you know, I line them up. At the, they're all lined up at the baseline, four guys, and the free throw line extended. And I'll give them numbers, just one, two, three, four. If I call out number four, that kid has to go touch the baseline while they, sure. uh, they're on their way. So it's basically a four-on-three drill. We're teaching them to stop the ball, guard the first pass, basically buy time till your teammate can get down, and now we're back man-to-man. But at least we're getting back on defense. And so re- I love that drill, and it really works on communicating, I know it's a big part of basketball, right? You know, it's funny, but our guys will communicate sometimes too much in the classroom, and the teacher will come to me and say, "Hey, Coach, uh, little Johnny there, don't know when to shut up." Okay, well, we'll, we'll work on that for you. And so I'll tell uh-huh. Johnny, I tell Johnny, "said Johnny, it's kind of funny, but Miss Miss Simpson said that you don't stop talking in class, and I got you on the court, and you never talk." <laughs> we'll work on that today. We'll work on you communicating and talking. So that's right. I think it's a big part. And that drill is really good about communicating.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Hey, just really quick, before we move on yeah. to yeah. the next segment here, um, you're, you're playing, like
0: you said, you mentioned, you're playing a team that's just more athletic than you. You yes. don't have yes. the student speed. Yes. How do you simulate that? Do you you create it where it's such a disadvantage? I mean, yes. how do you
1: do that in your practices? Yes. yes, yes. It's a great point. Uh, a lot of times, you, Kevin, you cannot simulate what the other team is doing. You're exactly right. So, yeah. So we'll do uh, the overload principle. I, when I'm uh, against a team that's going to press us, I'm going to put seven guys, seven defenders. I basically just try to get like in a kind of a zone set of two, two, you know, so I got two guys in every area and we just tell them, trap the ball and your other guys go and just be aggressive and guard and try to deflect passes. And so, yeah, because, because like you said, certainly your second team is probably not going to be as athletic as your first. And then you, you get down to your third team. And so, yeah, you got nobody to simulate that team speed, but putting seven does kind of give it some similarity of a team that has so much speed, like they're all over the place, so to speak. So yes, we're big believers on, and I'll just start off six on five, and then we'll increase it. I mean, two years ago, I don't think we died two years ago. I, I, I my first team was so good. We, we were talented guys. I mean, I've had, I had some really nice players, smart, smart kids. We, I never done it before. We got 10 against five. And, and you know what, Kevin, the, we got the ball past half court the majority of the time, 10 against five. My guys were just good, man. Yeah. They just knew they could tough kids. They could handle the ball. But again, it was great practice against them to, to simulate some, some, a, a lot of speed and a lot of activity on the court. Absolutely. So it looks like you're going right into your team
0: offense. Why yep. hey, is there a particular reason why you finish with your team offense? I, I know, it. you know, it, what's your philosophy on that? Well, this
1: is what I like to think that, that uh, I want, I want to uh, put more emphasis on the defense. So, so I'm putting it when they're a little bit fresher, uh, not that much, but a little bit, but I'm putting emphasis on that. And then I, I want them, I want them when they're really tired to, to, to because sometimes that's when you struggle to score a little bit so i want them when they're probably at the end when they're most hard and when they're probably most ready to to stop is to start concentrating and think about the team offense and what what are we going to do so i don't know it's just what we've done and uh, look kevin it's not all the time i like guess sometimes i may switch it up and we may have the offense first ending up with defense but for the for the majority of the time it's kind of what we we do it's just kind of how we do it but i'm not saying i never switch it out because i will i will but yeah and then uh you can see here we're just working on spins and turns. It's my five-man motion. It's just again, think about this: it. the first day of practice. So all we're doing is these spins and turns, sweeps and swings, uh, and we're we're taking our five-man motion and just the simplest things, like like the the the, uh, the spins and turns is just to make sure every time we catch that we're we're facing the basket. We're on a three-point line and we're being a threat. And and that's as simple as that is. They just spin the ball themselves, turn the basket, triple threat. Uh, you know, again, just starting on the offense on its most basic level and then developing as we go along. How do you turn your sweeps and swings? How? What's your terminology? Okay. Uh, so, that? all right. So sweeps and swings is, uh, I never forget this. We played a team from New York in this tournament in, in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I can't remember the name of the team. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't, it was a, they were pretty popular and I can't think what it was, but, and it was like, every time it's day. It's it's, Kevin. It's so funny. You watch and you're like, I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? It was just a different kind of team. I was like, I've never seen this. And so when you watch the film, you're like, man, look at this team. And again, this coach, obviously, did what's called sweeps and swings. So what we basically do is, I don't know if I can even see this. Let me see something. Can I back this up enough? Let me see. Uh, tell me if you can see this. So basically we catch the ball and we're going to, we tell them to sweep the ground with the, like, a, like a brush, like a broom. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take the ball and we're going to sweep it. And I basically want to, Kevin, every now and then, I want the ball to pop out of their hands. I want that ball to hit the floor. So we're catching and we're sweeping. And then I tell them, at your eyes, I'm swinging right here again. We play teams that up that get up in your face, and so this, we we call this claiming our space. This is what Kevin. I've never been a dirty coach. I don't believe in it. If one of my kids plays dirty, he's coming out of the game. We're not. I'm not going to let him throw it. You know, elbow. I, I teach game, but at the same time, you you must claim your space. And if there's anything that I teach that might be considered uh, I don't know, but we are gonna claim our space, and that ball is coming across my eyes here like this. Okay, so we're basically transferring the ball down low and here. And going back to that team from New York, every time they caught, every time they caught, they sweeped and swing unless, unless you know an option to go to the basket. But and it just caught my eye. I'm like, I've never seen this. And so, but this came with Jimmy Tillett teaching us about our five man motion. And so he did the drills and that's what he did. sweeps and swings. And that's how I got the terminology was from, was from Jimmy Tillett. That's the words he used to sweep and swing, sweep to the ground, swing it across your eyes. And I want to get,
0: yeah, yes, sir. I want to get more of your five man motion stuff. That that could be the next podcast with Jimmy Tillett.
1: And I, I know he's got some stuff out there. Um, He's amazing. and, amazing. And, um, and, And by the way, Kevin, he suffered a stroke and he's still recovering. So yeah, uh, let's yeah, say our prayers to Jimmy because he's, absolutely. he's had, a, it's it been, it's been quite, it's been six months now and he's still, he's still battling it. So we keep it our prayers crossed that he can, he can, you know, uh, continue to get better. Yeah, absolutely, coach. Yeah.
0: Um, I love how you're going through just the basic uh, techniques, Yeah, uh,
1: conceptual part of your offense, instead of going right into your Offense, right? I mean, yeah. No, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything five on zero. No. As a matter of fact, if you see here, uh, we 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 introduce a few little things. We call it follow back door. We we, we, we dribble follows. We, you know, we, we we're teaching as you come up. You know, it's 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 kind of filling up the up and and so we're teaching that. And then we are going to go a little bit three on zero just to catch and make cuts. You know, and, and and fill up. And and again, so then and then and we just keep increasing. And by Friday, and and you know. To let told me this. I said, well, well, you know, he, I was trying to ask him, well, how do you put it in? He goes, Danny, just the drills I showed you, you just keep doing those drills. And he, he has it up to four on zero, but he does never know, but he does a four, he does a four guys. And so I developed that. And he said, I'm telling you, you say, okay, put four guys out there and then you can put your fifth throw in there and just say, Hey, uh, just go, just go, just, just move. And because of all the drills, when a guy passes, he's cutting, he's, the other guy's filling up. And it's amazing that this offense developed by just the drill work. And you, that's really how you get into the offense is about, Hey, if a guy dribbles at you, you have to face cut. And just a few those simple rules. When you catch the ball from below you, you got to reverse it. And just those simple rules. And they just keep doing it over, and over again. And all of a sudden you put them out there and they're running the offense. So it's just, Weird how it's implemented, it takes some time. You have to be patient with it, but, and I'm gonna tell you, like, this is so crazy, Kevin, but we did the worst job ever, seriously, like this past year on five-man motion. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm the same coach, my assistant coach, we tr- but and our guys didn't quite catch on the concept. We weren't setting good screens. We weren't making any reads and we were not very good at our five-man motion. Thus, we struggled to score. Okay. Right. Thank God, our one-three-one was big, and the other team struggled to score too because it was some low-scoring games last year. And and it wasn't by design. It's just that we struggled to score in our offense last year. And again, I, we've already had summer league. We've already we're already doing better in the summertime than we did last year. And I got maybe a couple more better shooters. You know how it is. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's about the Jimmys and the Joes and not the X and the O's, right? That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. Coach. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And of course, five-man motion. I mean, you better have five players all can that can
1: cut space yes attack uh, off the it. dribble i mean yeah. if not it, it slows it down right absolutely exactly right you better all be able to handle the basketball and move it around yeah and i think we got caught too much uh, we we dribbled a lot last year we we caught and held too long didn't didn't have you know enough movement and again uh, just didn't do a good job of getting it out of our players and so we're really that's kind of one of our focuses you know, knowing that we struggled so much last year, that's going to be one of our focuses going into next year is going to be ball movement and player movement on the five-man motion and screen setting and reading off of screens. It's, it's, it's vital to the offense.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, our issue, we have a little bit of an issue. Uh, our kids move fairly well, but we have, we have some girls that are big, you know, they're, they're the good scores. Yeah. The ball sticks in their hand a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we, well, no, literally, we have girls that could score off the, I mean, as soon as they catch it, we want them going downhill, but they have a tendency to hold the
1: ball a little bit too long. How would you correct that? Uh, I, I have this drill. I do. I call it the two second drill. And uh, we will run it. We'll do it for about two minutes. And we'll say, uh, and I'll, I'm, I'm serious. I'll literally count thousand one. Th-. And if it's in their hands longer than two seconds, they're out, they run. Next guy, take their place. Love and, it, yeah. yeah. The two second Joe, we, we do that a lot, especially on zone. I, I do that a lot on zone offense because we, as a matter of fact, it's kind of crazy. But, um, uh, uh, we were very in a state championship game in, in 2013. Uh, they had a special little defense designed against us, and uh, they were taking Trey Touchett, who was a Gatorade, Gatorade player of the year, kind of taking him away from us. And and they did some special things out of a zone set, which was kind of interesting, uh, how he designed it, and it was really good. but, we realized that if we move the ball a little bit around, we're going to get some open looks. And we had a couple of good shooters, and just had to make shots. When I'm telling you, we did the two-second, and then we went into the second half, the two-second, and I told him, so this is a drill, right? But it becomes our offense in the game. And I say, hey guys, we're starting off in the two-second drill. And so basically, we're on our zone sets, and we're moving the ball every two seconds, and we got the ball to trade two-shed. They doubled him. He kicked out real quick. My shooter got two open threes and knocked them both down. And it was because of the two second rule. And next thing you know, instead of a three point lead, we're up to nine. And then we kind of could make them get out of that defense. Cause we kind of, you know, again, I know the shot clock's gonna be a thing that's coming up, but I'm an old school guy. I love it. We just kind of held it and said, Hey guys, you want to play that special defense? Well, you're down nine. What are you going to do? Then they, we forced him to come play us man to man. And then it was, it was over, you know? So uh, anyway, um, that's that's kind of how to keep a guy in his hands too long. Go yeah. do a 2 second drill and that that'll help moving the ball. Yeah, I love that concept, coach. Yeah. Um,
0: and you finish out your practice in 100 so you finish your
1: practice yeah, in a yeah. competitive game, is that correct? Correct. Correct. We got to get 100 points in 2 minutes. Uh man, I, again, I wish I could dog in It it, t- it would take some diagramming to do it, but basically you you have guys in all the four corners, okay? Mm-hmm. With a basketball Okay, so you put three guys in each line or four, whatever you got, in all the four corners, and you start off the, with a ball in the middle, and at half court. Okay, and so what's going to happen is, one guy of this, you always got, you're always going three guys up and down, three guys up and down, and you're going to get two three-point shots and a layup. Okay, so basically, the, the two guys that are holding the ball on on the on the corners, as the as that group of three comes down, he's going to throw them the pass when they get to the three-point line, and they're going to take a three-point shot. Whoever gets the outlet pass, Kevin, he's going to get the outlet pass. That guy, I'm sorry, whoever the, the, the gets the rebound, they're going three. The 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 layup guy, the layup guy gets his own rebound, and he's going to throw. He's going to go down the court again with the other two. He always the always the layup guy is coming back and forth. It changes. Right again, it's it's kind of complicated, but the basic idea is we're getting two three point shots and a layup sure, on every sure. possession, and the idea is we got to score 100 points in two minutes on the clock. If we don't do it, we, we run it over again. Sometimes it takes us three to four times. You know, you got to hit some three-point shots. But, uh, it's again, it's a competitive – now, this is one that they really do love because they get a lot of shots off. And, you know, this is a drill they like, they love. it. when I say 100 points, you'll hear, yeah, or, you know, then, and then we get into it. Uh, but, yeah, that, I like to – I always like to end practice on, on kind of a high note, a kind of a shooting, something kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, for yeah sure. some kind of fun to end it, right.
0: Yeah, it's a good challenge. It's a good challenge. Now, do you want your kids to leave practice like uh, angry or, or or happy? I know it sounds kind of a stupid question, but I know coaching girls, I try yeah. to get them uh, with a competitive drill, but I try to give them an opportunity to win at the end.
1: Yeah, I like that. But I'll be honest with you, I, I, it's so funny you said because uh, I've had times where I made them mad on purpose because uh, they just, you know, they knew <laughs> yeah. that. And so they let they were all mad at me when they left practice, which is great. I'm, it's all good. They will get over it eventually. But yeah, but no, a lot of, you know, you want them to be upbeat and, and have some and have some fun. But yeah, we've done both. And uh, uh I, I've also kicked the team out. I'm sure you might probably have done the thing. I kicked the team out one time and just said, you know, go home. And then my, we had it all lined up though. We had already go. Me and my sister coach, we went to play around the golf. We wanted to play golf that day. We just kicked I, them out I, early. I, go oh, play yeah. around. Yeah, I don't recommend that because one of my best friends did that to his team. Yeah. His principal brought him in and asked him why he did that. He said, because he got fired. They let him go. And he said, one of the things they used against him was that, well, you just kicked your, your kids out of practice. You, you gave up on them. You kicked them out of practice. He said, he said, one of the most successful coaches in Louisiana at a clinic told us to do it. That's why I did it. So, you know, I don't, I'm not encouraging you guys to do that because <laughs> it might get your administration mad at you. I don't know.
0: He threw you under the bus, catch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All good. It's all good. I'm glad he did. Hey, Hey, this is a crazy sad story. That same guy who was the principal
0: yeah.
1: applied uh, applied for an assistant principal at our place, at our school. He's another Catholic school. Yeah. And so our principal bought me and said, Hey, you know anything about this guy? And I said, what school? I'm not going to mention the name. I said, what school? I said, Oh, I'm very familiar with him. I said, you don't hire that guy. He let go one of the best basketball coaches around. He, he fired him. You don't want to hire that guy. So that guy got the basketball coach fired, but I I didn't, I didn't stopped him from getting an assist- principal's job. So you see, it always comes around at the oh, end. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: And yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to take care of people, man. That's right. You got to so take down. care of your
1: buddies. Uh, hey, Lord. Coach,
0: Yeah, I know you got to go and so yeah. forth. Uh, before you go, though, yeah. uh, I really want to learn about your options game. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. I'm planning to do it trying to get something started. Um, my wife uh, works in the uh, special ed department here at the nice. school. Nice. And, uh, we've been talking, you know, trying to get that. But tell us a little bit about that. And yeah, I know you sent me some videos and stuff like that on yeah, it. Yeah, right.
1: So so Kevin, what we did was we had, we have special needs kids. It's all, I think it's been about, well, it goes fast, but we've probably been about in our 12th year of having these. So, you know, we went for the first 28 without them. All of a sudden we got these special needs kids coming in and we, we have 12 to 15 of them in a class. And so, and you know, th- th- we, we tried to different things with them and uh, it, it went a couple of years. And I, like, I started thinking, I said, man, th- these kids are just so fun to be around. They're awesome. They see in a the hallway, they come hug you. So I'm like, man, I got to get them involved. So we, I, I went to the teacher, I said, Hey, find out which couple of guys likes, likes basketball. And they're going to come to a couple of our practices. So it started with that. And, and they come to practices and we just kind of incorporate them in a couple of our drills and, and, you know, we end practice I'm about a beat. I'd say, okay, guys. Come on. And, and Kevin, what's amazing is, like, these kids, I mean, look, man, there might be special needs, but a lot of these kids have some ability and they can shoot the basketball. So, look, we'd say, hey, if you make a free throw, we're not running any lines. Man, the kid would sink a free throw. Our kids were going crazy. It was, like, the best. Man, this kid is hes feeling so good about himself. And our guys were happy because they're not having to run. And so it just kind of steamrolled and snowballed. Next I know I said, hey, we're going to do a special needs game. So I called, So Dave, all, I, all I did, Kevin, was call the opposing coach. I said, hey, coach, can we have about three minutes before the varsity game and we're going to tell the referees and, and, look, just take your five JV kids and just ask them to play into the game, you know, like, you know, go, like, you know, let them go by you, make a bad pass right into their hands, try to play into it and let them have some success, and we're going to, you know, see how many points they can score. And so – Kevin we, the first game was really it was really pretty good. It was really pretty good. but the video I showed you it went viral. I don't know. We had like five, like a million or two million views of this. It was it was unbelievable. like, like if the, if they came to do a movie, they'd be like this is not, it's not possible. It can't happen. Like our special needs kids hit about 70% of their shots. The ball was just going in. the crowd was going crazy. The opposing team, like – I'll give an example. The guy came in to dribble, and, and the, the guy for them, man, like he went for a steal, and he fell on the ground. And so, and so especially when this kid went by him, right? And so, man, the crowd's going crazy. And, I mean, Kevin, he pulls up, and like I said, I'm like, what was he doing? He pulls up from like the, almost the top of the key. The, and when I'm telling you – I knew it was going, and when he released it, it went in. It, I'm just telling you, it was the greatest game I've ever been in – a state championship game did nothing to outdo this game, this special needs game. It'll go down as my favorite all the time. It was unbelievable. And I'm just telling you, everybody came out of that place saying, wow, that was great. Now, again, they're not, you know, it's not going to always happen that way. We had one this year and it's fun. We'll never duplicate that one game. It was just that special night where it was, everything was going their way. And, but anyway, but it's always fun. We just, uh, we just, uh you know, on social media now, Kevin will come on and say, hey, it's special needs game tonight, right? So then the whole class, like all 20 of those kids, even though they don't play basketball, they're coming with their parents to watch their classmates, right, play the game. And, and you know, and, and we build it up. We announce it. We have a mass. Hey, y'all, tomorrow night, we're having our options game. Got to come check them out. So our student body really loves it. They get into it. They, You know, it, it's just a it's a special night. And so it just takes a little bit of planning. Call the opposing team. Work it, practice with your kids. How are we going to do it? And then, uh, and you know, just, hey, just let the natural ability of these kids to come out. And uh, it, it makes for a special night. And uh, I guarantee you, any coach out there, if you have some special needs kids at your school and your program, it, it would be great to do that. And it, it Kevin, three minutes running time, it, it, it start, minutes. but, gotcha. but it's, it's a great three minutes. And for them, it's, it's a game, you know? Oh, by the way, we, Kevin, we do the starting lineups too. Cause you know, that's how we do it in our game. So we'll be uh, starting at power forward, a six foot four, you know, the kids five, four, a six foot four power <laughs> forward, Billy, yeah. Billy Broussard, you know, and look, we've the tunnel. He's high five. And I mean, I mean, it's it, it's from the start. It just it just fires them up, you know, and, and they love it. Everybody in our community loves it. And we've kind of looked everybody kind of asked me, hey, when's it coming? Oh, look at it, my battery's about to run out. They asked me when. Oh, did I mute myself? No. So got we're, you. Good. we're good. OK, so yeah. anyway, uh, I would recommend anybody coach listening you could do it. Call me up on it. Email me. I'll be glad. But this it's not much. And it just takes a little bit of planning. And the community starts asking me like, hey, coach, when's that options game coming up? They want to come that night. So it's, it's, it, it's been great. So you just play one game, a, a three minute, a three minute game before the varsity game. For, okay. just put, I, I, like this, we did five, five minute running time. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And, and Yeah. You don't want to go too long, it, it, but yeah, just let a running time and, and they go back and forth and the other team will go every now and then maybe score a basket, but it, it's full court. But again, the other team, you know, usually make a bad pass and they would dribble it right by our and so he could steal it to go and, yeah they, the other team plays into it it helps out a lot but again yeah a running time game right before the varsity game and and people love
0: it that's
1: awesome coach yeah
0: coach i appreciate it um you again bet. uh sharing a lot of knowledge my friend on that trying to help us better we need more coaches like yourself giving back to the game so i really appreciate
1: it uh, You're uh, you know, I, I love doing it and uh and, and kevin uh it my email is very easy um Let's see some, I think I have it up here. Let's see if I can, well, it's easy. It's, I'll uh, be it's sharing just, it to
0: you. I'll be sharing everything.
1: You'll be sharing. Okay. Yeah. Danny, Danny. Broussard. Danny. Broussard at stmcougars.net. Danny. Broussard at stmcougars.net. Uh, feel free coaches email me. Uh, I can send you some stuff I got. I know, uh, you know, somebody always asked for practice plans. And because you use your own terminology, I'm t- like, I was like, coach, I can send it to you, but I- I don't think it's going to make a lot of sense to you to so what we're doing. You don't almost have to be at the practice, you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, it is what it is. I enjoy my time with you, Kevin. Thanks for having me on, uh, and, uh, coaches out there. Uh, you know, look, this is what I want to end it with. Uh, just if you just put time in with your kids and you work, work hard at the game of basketball, share the knowledge you have with them, the, the man that they play the best that they can do, give me 110%. And again, the wins and losses will not be that important. But if you, you come out that season knowing that you, if your kids gave you 100% every time out, there's nothing more you can ask for. And that's all we ever ask our kids. Just give us 100%. You, and, and look, me as a coach, I got to give them 100% too. I'll tell you this story. Given last year, I apologized to my team because I said, hey, you know what? We lost this game, and it's all my fault because I was not mentally prepared to coach this game. I did a – poor. this is the poorest I've ever done coaching. It's not your fault. It's mine. I owned up to it. I was not ready to coach that game uh, for whatever reason. I, I don't know, I can't explain it, but I don't know if something happened. just wasn't focused. And I tried to make sure that it wasn't going to happen again because I think the kids kind of knew, hey, man, coaches now he ain't giving us his all tonight. You know, I kind of sat right. back. And anyway, it wasn't me. And so, you know, if you give your 100% and your kids will do the same thing and uh, you'll have some – some great and uh, memorable seasons if you if you do that.
0: Yeah, that's great advice, Coach. You can't fake kids, right? No, you that's right.
1: Can't fake it. <laughs> you not can't these kids, not at all. No. all. All right, Kevin. Enjoy. Yeah, being thank with you the so team. much.
0: I appreciate everything you do for the game. Yeah. And next time I talk with you, I want you to be like uh, up there on the na- the nation's all time wins list at maybe <laughs> five or four. Danny,
1: <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We we'll just we'll take it a game at a time and see how game that goes. Time. Thanks a lot. Thanks
0: coach. Take care. Thank you. Coaches, the Gun 12K by ShootAway is the most advanced shooting machine in the world, complete with a fully interactive touchscreen with over 200 programmable locations and a 19 inch front display for instant feedback, drill instruction, and much more. The 12K Gun features, the floor is yours, with over 200 pro- programmable locations. You can touch any spot on the floor to shoot from or drag and drop the ball to change a location. Real time analytics track twos, threes, and free throws within the same workout. Report statistics in real time on the touchscreen and front scoreboard. You also have a touchscreen, allows players to touch the spots where they want to receive the pass and start shooting in a matter of seconds. Makes in a row counter. Program shooting workouts that demand so many makes in a row before the gun will move to another area. Made at a spot. Require made shots at a spot before going to the next spot. And a speaker system. Play music through Bluetooth with your phone. Contact me, Coach Kevin Furtado, at furtadok 57 at gmail.com. And use the code CHAMPVISION1, and I will give you a special discount on a machine or text me at 478 461 4403 and use the same code.